This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Well, I'm going to take it away. i got to sneeze. Big sports weekend shaping up just four days from Go. today. We've got combine activity. Not only that, Combine Kenny, activity starts now, doesn't it? Uh, without a doubt. And coming up today. General manager speaking today. You can hear Andrew Barry. And I hope, I hope some of the individuals covering the team will have the you-know-what, Kenny, the stones to ask the questions about what happened in that playoff game. Wouldn't they have already asked him? Did he do a press conference after the I season? I don't know. I hadn't heard him. Put it on the glass, Ken. Yep, got to put it out there. What do you mean he didn't hear him? I didn't hear anything. He spoke after the season. Why did the defense get torched in that game, Kenny? Because they did not. Well, there's many reasons, but one of them is that they didn't see C.J. Stroud before. Oh, there's game film. Okay, that's different Dude, from actually Browns doing it. The need to invest in a new projector. <laughs> you can watch all the adult cinema you want, but until you actually get there and do it, you don't know. Zach Jackson joins us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Yellow. Good morning, gentlemen. Lima, go ahead and ask Zach. Well, we were asking earlier in the show, and so that, that brought us to that exact question, whether or not the team needs to react, overreact, or whatever to what happened in the playoff game because we saw a completely different defense in that game against a very good quarterback, about a rookie and a rookie head coach. And I haven't really heard much about that playoff game. It's kind of been almost treated as a fluke, and I'm wondering if that should even be something that gets brought up behind the scenes uh, within the organization. Um, I don't know if it was a fluke. I mean, I, I think it puts a, a damper on the whole thing. You can't dance around like you're the best defense in the world and give up 45 in the playoffs. Like, you can't. It was completely disappointing. What so, about the 14 that Joe Flacco gave up? Uh, the defense was far and away the biggest issue in that game. There is no doubt about it. They just they couldn't get a stop. They they put the offense in, in bad spots over and over. So, you know, the body of work was good. Um, the talent's good. You would expect – Natural growth in the second year with, you know, knowing. Um, I think they, being the front office and Jim Schwartz, did a good job of picking players that fit last year. And I think all you can do is say that that should bode well, should be even better at picking the right players and um, continuing to develop the ones they have for the second year. So, um, you know, I don't think everybody's going to be back. I think most are going to be back. The biggest question, obviously, being Zedarius Smith. And then they just have to go out and prove it because the road splits were noticeable all year. You know, um, the mobile quarterbacks beat them up all year, and they have to fix that because 
if they're going to get back in the playoffs, the defense has to be really good again and, and better in those spots. Do you think, Zach, when you bring up the the road splits, I just thought they played better quarterbacks on the roads. I mean, what else would account for that? And do you think it was more scheme or the type of players who dominated every other game just would, would struggle against those mobile quarterbacks more than guys that would be available? Yeah, I mean, they did play better quarterbacks on the road, no doubt. But, like, one of them was Gardner Minshew, who turned into Michael Vick for two and a half quarters, right? I mean, Steichen gave that game away with, with the call inside their own two-yard line. So, um, you know, Russell Wilson's only good game of the year. It just happened to be in Denver. So, yeah. Um, yeah, this, you know, it, it was a disappointing end. The season was good enough. The team was good enough. Everything about it was fun and promising. Um, that it was a really disappointing end. So, you know, you get away from it, you evaluate, and and now they go forward. So I really can't believe that you'd have me on in late February to talk about mid-January. Yeah, real quick, yes or no? Would they have done better against Houston had they played C.J. Stroud on Christmas Eve? <sighs> Probably, but I don't know that you can say that. Okay, fine. To hell with it. Zach Jackson joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Speaking of names with a Z, Zadarius Smith. Give me a percent chance that he returns to the Cleveland Browns in 2024. Yeah, I, I always thought it was probably 60, at least on the right side of 50, you know, maybe higher than 60. I think it probably slightly increases with the cap increase. Um, he's going to have value. Now, he's he's going to be 32. He played about 60% of the snaps. He played well. He, he started every game that the regular started, and he played, um, you know, in, in every defensive package, he had a different role. And so – Given his history, his ability to play different schemes, and his pass rush ability, he's going to be coveted by some team. But I don't think it's going to be the first hour or first day or maybe even first week or month of free agency. It's just not how it goes for some of these older guys. So we'll see. I mean, if the Browns really want him, they'll make a move and get him um, before then. But I think they're more likely if they do – kind of come up with one um, big money A-list guy, I think it's probably more likely to be a defensive lineman than a wide receiver um, that would come down to availability and, and what they think. But he's a starting defensive end. And even though I thought Oboe was the second best pass rusher, um, you know, he has a specialized role. So, um, you know, he, he was a part of it, and I and I think that he can be again, but I'm, I'm not sure how this is all going to play out over these next few weeks. You know, Zach, Zach Jackson with us, and we went through the clowny situation where it was year to year, and he, he did come back. Um, mm-hmm. And he had said at the time, you know, Deshaun Watson being the quarterback was a big part of that. Then he ends up leaving. It's bad blood at the end of that year, and then the next year it's Zadarius Smith. If it's then not Zadarius Smith the following year, do we just have to get used to the fact that we're going to be doing this year by year because they haven't really drafted a guy and been in position to draft a guy who could be a part of that core? Well, I mean, in fairness, Alex Wright took big strides. Now, do I, do I think that they're going to pencil in Alex Wright to play 70% of the snaps and be the starter? No. But, yeah, I think that's what it's going to be. I think that's the nature of it, you know. Um, good teams just continue to restock their defensive lines, and the draft picks they've lost have, have hurt that. But, you know, they brought in the right guys last year. Maurice Hurst for nothing. Shelby Harris in August. And that, to me, is is the biggest thing we all need to keep in mind over these next two or three weeks is the Browns have come far enough that they can piece it together. They can go to the spring and let their young guys compete. You know, they can take a look. Like last year, they gave Obo a bunch of guaranteed money on the first day of free agency. They didn't trade for Zedarius until mid-May, right? So, 
um, it's not going to be all at once. Um, even if they you know do go get two two name guys uh, on, on that first Monday afternoon, so you can piece it together. And and they did a good job of that. Um, you're right; they have not drafted well. I don't know that Ika is ever going to play. We'll see on Isaiah McGuire. You know, in theory, that would way into his Adarius Smith decision, but I, I don't think he's ready to play a significant role right now. So we'll see. Could they draft a guy in the second round who is that? Sure. Can they find a guy who is that? Yeah. I think Zadarius probably comes back and then you continue to develop those guys and hope by the end of the year that they're playing really well. Zach Jackson joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Give me a percent chance that Joe Flacco returns. Probably 25 is what I would put it at. I don't think the door is closed but I think he understands. I think the locker room understands. And, you know, I don't know exactly what the market's going to be for him. It, it, it's interesting. Um, you know, I would have thought there would have been a stronger desire for Jacoby Brissett than there was last year after the way he played, you know, and, and there wasn't. And he went to Washington and sat the bench the whole year. So I envision a potential scenario where a week and a half goes by a free agency and Flacco's available and the Browns say, let's do this. But, I gotta believe, and I know what they've said on the record, but I gotta believe that they cannot put that guy. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Who was so beloved and so good for that small amount of time back in that locker room, given what's at stake and the dynamics of everything there. I just, I, I don't think it's the right thing to do. <laughs> and I love Joe Flacco, and the players absolutely love Joe Flacco. And as bizarre as it is, that's probably the biggest reason you can't bring back Joe Flacco. Well, because of the quarterback, Sean Watson went out there and he struggled. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that, that is exactly what I'm saying. Well, because I can't. How that's, bizarre is it that the locker room loves the guy, and that's why he can't bring him back? That's why I'm so surprised. And I think a lot of people get sick by hearing that, but I, I think it's just the truth of the matter here, Zach. Because I, I'm surprised you said 25. percent I mean, I slammed the door and threw locks on it earlier at 7:20. Yeah, you just you don't know, Ken, and let and and you know, um, I, I don't think they have the deal in play. You know, I, I think there's a chance that they are going to go get Jacoby Brissett and bring him back. But other than that, it's one of these things where the market whoa, is going to play out. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, yeah. whoa. Bob they have to Shell have a this morning. Whoa, whoa. They have to have a veteran backup quarterback. Like, they, they have to. So, can I, um, I so the, DT, on, the DTR thing, yeah, he's, gonna, he's definitely going to tweet that. So, the DTR thing is over? They, they lost confidence in him? They, or they don't think he's no. that good? No, but any fair, he's a great kid and he made strides. But any fair evaluation of where he is and where the Browns are would say that he can't be your number two quarterback. So I'm going to tweet Zach, Zach Jackson <laughs> telling us that. And the they Bron- learned that last year. That They learned that last year. Yeah. Right? Well, that's like, true. Come on. He played and he improved, and that's what you want. He was drafted with the thought that he could become the long term backup and that he would cost nothing for his four years. So they're going to go into this with a quarterback budget. You know, and I don't know who's going to fit it. I don't know if they have that one guy, specifically the one I mentioned, at a certain number that they're going to get. 
I think the only way Flacco comes back is if they get past that number, and then that you know just things move down the road. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put out there on social media at Akron Jackson telling us the Browns will pursue J- Jacoby Brissett. Um, no, but I, I'm saying it, it would not be surprising whatsoever if that's the move, and it would make a lot of sense on a lot of fronts. All right, never mind. I'm not going to put anything out there. Go ahead, All right, give us a, a roadmap to this offseason for the wide receiver position. It seems to be the one position I think Browns fans are talking the most about. Yeah, um, they have to upgrade it again. I, I know what's been said on the record, and um, they're not bailing on Cedric Tillman, and I'm not. Right, but but you have to be realistic about it. What you brought in last year didn't work, and specifically Elijah Moore didn't work with the guy who's going to be your quarterback. You know, um, and and Tillman showed a little bit, but not a lot, not enough. So um, I, I I would say that it's not totally closed, but I would be surprised if they were in on like an A list guy that that everybody knows. I just don't think that's realistic. Mike Evans for for multiple reasons. I think you're more in the Darnell Mooney's of the world, who you know just got lost, got injured and got lost in the shuffle. Um, has produced, has made plays down the field because that's what they need. And then I think you're drafting one in the second or third round, um, almost undoubtedly, right? Even if you're saying we're good enough to draft for the best player, and even if you're saying it's time for us to draft a defensive lineman who's going to be here for years or even an offensive tackle in the right scenario um, seems unlikely, but probably not out of the equation. Uh, you know, they're going to add uh, to me 70%, I guess is the way I would answer it. Mid-level experienced veteran receiver, and then come back in the draft with, um, you know, a player that may, maybe doesn't, ha- isn't even in the plans for the first two months but it could eventually you know, help you in multiple ways. Zach, the same Darnell Mooney who fumbled the Hail Mary, the same Darnell yeah. Mooney who didn't block Cam Mitchell that led to the Browns' comeback yeah. victory against the Chicago Bears? Yes, yes. Take a look at the wide receiver free agent list, Ken. I have and, it in my hand. And you would you <laughs> look at some of the names, and, and you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll love Darnell Mooney real quick. Calvin Ridley? Like Tyler Boyd uh, makes sense, you know? <laughs> um, I don't know, you know – I guess they could be in the Calvin Ridley range. I'm not sure that he gets out the door. Curtis and Samuel. And if he does, I wonder what's going on there. Yeah, he, he Curtis Samuel's the kind of guy that 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 makes sense in that front. I put him in that same category. Okay. Um, you know, can, has produced. Um, you know, has some big play pop. That's what they're looking for. All right, Zach Jackson with us. We know today in Indy, it's going to be press conference day. The next two days, tomorrow Stefanski. Today, Andrew Barry. And we all we all know, and I think it's it's been proven that Andrew Barry has done a really good job as an executive in this front office for the Cleveland Browns. We also compare him to all the bad GMs that we've had over the years. How does he stack up though? Because this is what matters now going forward. We all talk about needing to win the division. How does he stack up with the other GMs? I know Cincinnati technically doesn't have a GM, but Duke Tobin is player personnel. Yeah. How does he stack up with Khan and DeCosta? in this division? It seems like everybody's drafted pretty well over the last few years. Yeah, I mean, I think that he's done a good job. And I think that the continuity is not just something that you do to do. I think they've earned it, right? I think they've put their plans into place. I think they inherited some good players and have kept the ones that they wanted to by being aggressive. I think they've been aggressive on the outside. 
Um, the drafting has not been great, but I think they last year they got some young guys. The last two years they got some young guys later who could become good players. Um, I think he's done a good job. Uh, he has. So, um, and I think when you look at free agency, and I think my thought that they're going to do more spending on their own guys than you know making big splashes outside is a tribute to having done a good job and saying they like their roster and they should, right? So getting this roster to the next level is obviously about the quarterback and that move. And ultimately, is Barry going to be as tied to that? You know, I don't know. Um, it's it's maybe going to sink everything, probably, or maybe they're going to get it together and, and he's going to find some receiving core and, and defensive veterans and they're going to be a real contender this year. We'll see. Um, how that goes. But, you know, I think you just have to look at the results and where this team is and say they've done a good job and it's a fair thought to think that they're going to continue on the right track and validate a bunch of their decisions. Last year they were adaptable and bailing on some of the bad decisions and and finding fixes in in, in kicker and defensive line, right? Flat out, I mean, the quarterback – side, maybe the worst thing Andrew Berry did, his group, Andrew Berry's group, they stunk on the defensive line in 2022, right? Well, they realized that and they fixed it and arguably did the best job of upgrading a defensive line of anybody last year. So half those guys are free agents. They, they have to do it again, but there's, it's not just projection anymore. There's evidence that they've made the right calls and they've put a team out there capable of winning 11 games. So I think he's done a good job. Zach Jackson, 10 seconds, yes or no, the Browns will restructure Deshaun Watson's contract. Uh, it's not a certainty, but I would say yes, and I, I would say it makes sense to do so on multiple fronts. Makes sense. All right, Zach, thank you very much for the time. You're wonderful. Thanks, guys. Zach Jackson on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Got to break down that answer. Got to break down the wide receiver answer. Certainly got to break down that little Jacoby Brissett nugget. Ken Carmen, Anthony Lyman at 9 o'clock. Get your tissues out on the fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 